We're learning that Chav Beis and Aleph, three lines from the top. Ula Barav had asked Rava, "How should we divide up the Kriyas Hatayra on Rosh Chodesh?" So Amar Lo, so Rava said to him, "Zulo Shemati." This I didn't hear, but Tehelsi Bar Shemati. But something similar to this I heard. It's not. It says in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is in Tainus. It's talking about the Mamados. The Mamados were where Kali Yisrael split themselves up into 24 Mishmaros of Yisraelim, corresponding to the 24 Mishmaros of Kohanim and Levim that would go to the Beis HaMikdash to do the Avodah, they would, when it was their mind, they would go to the Batei Knesses, or the ones who were close to Yerushalayim went to the Beis HaMikdash, and they had a Seder Yom, they would daven, they would lane, they would fast. So the Mishnah here is discussing the Kriya Satar of the Lane, by Yom Arishan on Sunday, of the Maimed, they would lay in Bereshis and Yerikiyah. The first two parashas in the Torah. Tanya Allah and the Bereshis says about that Mishnah, Bereshis B'Shnaim and Yerikiyah B'Achan. Bereshis was read by two people, in other words, two Aliyahs, and Yerikiyah was read by one person. Ravinuman, we ask about it. Bishlama Yerikiyah, Bishlama, it's good that Yerikiyah should be read by Yerikiyah with one person, because it's people looking there. El Bereshis. But that which he said that Bereshis, the first parasha, is read B'Shnaim by two people, how could it be read by two people? Chamisha psuki havu. It's five psuki betanya. And the Brisa says, "Hakoyer betayu." The person gets an aliyah and reads from the Torah. Laivchayis mishleish psukim. He's not allowed to read less than three psukim. So if each ola has to read at least three psukim, how can they divide only five psukim between them? And it said about that question. Rav Rav answered, "What they did was dolik." The second one would skip back, meaning he would reread the third Pasuk. The first Ola would read three Psukim, and the second Ola would reread the third Pasuk, and two more to the end of the parish. But Shmuel, Shmuel said, Posik, the first one, would stop in the middle of the third Pasuk. He read two and a half Psukim, and he ended, and his three Psukim were actually two and a half Psukim. And then the second Ola would read the second half of that Pasuk, and two more Psukim, and that was his three Psukim. Now, why does Rav and Shmuel Say what they say. Rav Amar, the Rav says that you skip back and reread the Pasuk. My time will be Pasuk. Why didn't he say to stop in the middle of the Pasuk and to split it out? Because he held, any Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't stop. In other words, any place where Moshe Rabbeinu didn't stop. And unlike Baskina, we don't stop there. We can only stop where Moshe Rabbeinu stopped. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, no, Paskina, we could stop in the middle. I Rabbi Chanina but how could Shmuel say this? Didn't Rabbi Chanina Kar, Rabbi Chanina, the one who used to teach Mikra, teach reading Psukim, he said that Targadol Haile had a very difficult time. It's Rabbi Hanina, Hagadol, by Rabbi Hanina the Gadol, trying to get from him a heter to interrupt in the middle of Psukim. And he didn't allow me to stop in the middle of Psukim. Only when I was teaching young children, and there he had to allow it, since they were doing it to be able to learn. In other words, in order to be able to learn, you have to be able to learn little bits at a time. If you learn too much at a time, you won't remember anything. So otherwise, it's Asr. So how could we split up this third Pasuk? So the Gemara says, well, Hasam time, am I? what's the reason why over there they were allowed to split up the Psukim? Because it's impossible. You're not going to be able to teach without splitting up Psukim. So here too, it's also Loyashah. It's also impossible. You can't split up five Psukim any other way, and maybe that's enough to allow it. So that's how come Shmuel is able to allow splitting up a Pasuk. Shmuel, Shmuel said to split it up and stop in the middle. My time, why didn't he say to skip back and reread the third Pasuk? 
So the Gemara says he didn't want to do that because of of the people coming in late and the people leaving early. What does it mean? It means that the people coming in late would see that the second Ola, meaning if they would come in after the first Aliyah, before the second Aliyah, they would see the second Ola would start reading from the third Pasuk. So they would figure that the first Ola read only two Pesukim. And the person who would leave early, he would leave after the first person stopped after reading Shib Sukkim. And he left two Pesukim till the end. He doesn't know that the person after is going to go back and read the third Pasuk. He's going to think that the person after is only going to read two Pesukim. Because the people coming in late and the people leaving early who might think that we only read Tupsukim, it's okay to only read Tupsukim. So therefore, Shmuel didn't want to do that. He preferred to split the Pasuk in the middle. When you have a Pasuk of six Tupsukim, so you can read it with two people. Two people, each person can read three Tupsukim, whereas a parish of five Tupsukim, only one person can read it. You can't split up five Tupsukim. If Kara Rishon Shleisha, if the first person didn't know this, and he read three Pesukim and he stopped, so he shouldn't have stopped, but he did. So the next person reads two Pesukim from this parasha, and one Pasuk into the next parasha. Which means that the Tanakama holds that the first one should not have stopped two Pesukim before the end. You have to end three Pesukim before the end, not two Pesukim before the end or one Pasuk before the end. And at the same time, he holds that it's okay to begin a new parasha reading only one Pasuk. Because he says over here that if the first person stopped within two psukim of the end, which he should have done, the next person should read those last two psukim and one psukim into the next parasha. So it's a problem to stop within two or one psukim of the end. It's not a problem to start one or two psukim into the new parasha. The Yeshim and others say no, even that's a problem. Shlosha, the second person, should read the last two psukim and three psukim into the new parasha. Because you're also not allowed to begin a new parasha reading less than three psukim. Now the question is, if it's true what we said before, the one who said, that you can go back and reread a pasuk that's the one before you read, why don't we do that over here? Why do we say that the second person should go and read the last two psukim and then one or three psukim into the new parasha? Why don't we just tell him to go back and reread the pasuk, the last pasuk and then two more? And that'll be three. Now we have the words of the one like, Rashi is to take out those words because that would mean that according to the Mandiam, according to Shemuel, you can stop in the middle, stop in the middle, but it's too late. The, the case here is that the person already read three uh, Sukkim and he stopped. So it's too late to do that. But what we should say is the next one should go back and reread the last Pasuk and then two more. Why don't we do that? But the Mara says, Shiny Hasam. No, in that case, it's different. The extra because it's possible to read extra Sukkim. Rashi explains that this Mishnah, this Braisa, is talking about a weekday. On a weekday, it happened to be that they were uh, going to end at that parsha. But it's not a problem to read extra psukim. It's all part of the parsha that they're reading. They could read extra psukim. But uh, in a case where, like in the Mamados, in a case when we're not really looking to read any more psukim, so then we would say, go back and read the pasuk before, and then two more, and then you'd have your three psukim like that. That's all. So Yitanchum says, in the name of Yeshua ben Levi, that the lacha is like the Yeshua. Meaning to say, the lacha is that when you begin reading a new parasha, you shouldn't read just one pasuk. If you only, if you start a new parasha, you have to read the first three psukim. Don't start one or two psukim into a parasha. Only three psukim into a parasha. He also says, right, just like we said, 
when you start a parsha, you have to read at least Yipsukim, never less than Yipsukim. Kachin Mishayim Parsha Parachis Mishlay Yipsukim. So too, you don't leave over at the end of a parsha less than Yipsukim. You can't leave over one or two Yipsukim at the end. You have to leave over at least Yipsukim at the end. The Gemara asks, why does Rebbeinu need to say this? Pshita, isn't it Pasha? Hashda, because now Uma Aschalta. Right? What about the beginning? The Kamekel Tanakama. Right, we saw the Tanakam was leading. The Tanakam said that when it comes to beginning a new parasha, he said you can read the last two psukim of the parasha before add one pasuk into the next parasha, meaning to say that he has no problem reading only one pasuk into a new parasha. And yet, Machmiri, Yeshayimim, and the Yeshayimim is Machmir, and they said, no, once you're starting a new parasha, you should only read three psukim into the new parasha. So, Shira, so regarding leaving over psukim at the end, the Machmir Tanakam, the Tanakam was Machmir about that already. The Tanakam has said, not to end the parsha within one or two psukim at the end. You have to end it with at least three psukim to the end. So if he's machmir, lo kosher can't do machmir yeshemim. So isn't it certainly going to be that the that the yeshemim are going to be machmir? So if Rabbi Paskins like the yeshemim that are machmir, they shouldn't start with less than three psukim. So then certainly he will paskin like Tanakama also that you shouldn't end off a parsha within one or two psukim from the end. So why does he need to say it? The Gemara says no. It's not necessarily true. He needs to say it. Because I might have thought that people should come in late. That's common. People come in late. So when people come in late, if we will be starting from one or two psukim into a new parasha, they might think that the person before just laying one or two psukim. So that's why the Yeshayim holds you have to read at least three psukim into a new parasha. But that people should leave early in the middle of Kiyas Torah. That's not common. That's not Shkiyah. They should leave the Sefer Torah and walk out. So he wasn't concerned about waiting, about leaving one or two psukim from the end of the parsha. Now the Tanakama, now the Tanakama, who taka holds that it's a problem to end off within one or two psukim of the end, and he has no problem beginning only one or two psukim in a new parsha. What's the shot? Why is it that he has a problem leaving over one or two psukim before the end? Because he's afraid of people leaving early and they're not going to know what happens. They're going to think the person after is only going to lay one or two psukim. So when we begin a new parasha, why don't we say not to begin one or two psukim? Because of that somebody will come in late and he'll see that the person started from one or two psukim into a parasha and he'll think that the person before only did one or two psukim. And of course, latecomers are more common than people leaving early. Sigmar says no, because... True, latecomers are more common than people leaving early, but Ari, but they say that Manda Ayos, when somebody comes in late, he's in Shul. Shiuli Shayo, and he can ask the people around. So it's true that when he comes in, you might see them starting to lane from one or two psukim into a new parsha, but he's not going to think that the person before him laned one or two psukim. He'll ask around what happened, and he'll tell them that the person before him laned those one or two psukim, plus a few psukim from the parsha before. Shalach is that the second person rereads the pasuk the one before him read, and the middle one, meaning the second Ola, he's the one that rereads. Rashi says he's talking about the Mamados. That on the Mamados, the second Ola will go back and reread the third pasuk and finish off the Aliyah, like we said. And obviously, in Rosh Chodesh, we're going to do something similar. But it's not clear in this Gemara what exactly to do. And that explains the different minhagim in Chutzlaretz and in Eretz Yisrael exactly how to have the overlapping psukim read on Rosh Chodesh. And the Mishnah said, Zeh 
any day that has carbon mosaf. So they would have an extra aliyah before aliyah. So on a shchaydash and on a and on cholamayid. Just for the Bible says the Gemara says Shaila tainus tzibur bekama on the tainus tzibur. How many aliyahs are there? Do we say shchaydash v'mayid dik carbon mosaf only on shchaydash and cholamayid where there's a carbon mosaf? So there are both. There there's four islands. Avul hacha, but on the tainus tzibur the lekha carbon mosaf there is no carbon mosaf. Allah, there's no fourth aliyah. Odim or perhaps hachanami here too. Ikka Musaf Tvila, there is Musaf in Tvila, meaning to say there's an extra bracha. We say Anenu in Shmanas, right? And that extra bracha, it's in a way uh, an extra Tvila, just like an extra Tvila's Musaf, there's an extra Tvila's Anenu. So maybe on account of that extra Tvila in the Shmanas, we'll get an extra Tvila. So Tashma, the Gemara says, well, come in here. The Mishnah says that Rashi Chadashim, it only says on Rosh Chaydesh and Chalam Wayed. It doesn't say anything about Tainus. Habatainus Tzibur Shleishan. So it sounds like on a Tainus Tzibur only three aliyahs. But the Gemara says, "Ein Reisha Vodin." Read the Reisha. The Reisha says, "B'Sheni Uvechamishi on Monday and on Thursday Uveshavas B'Mincha and Shabbos B'Mincha." Karim Shleishan. Then you read three, only three aliyahs. So it doesn't say Tainus. Sounds like a Tainus Tzibur Aban a Tainus Tzibur. Then you have four aliyahs. El Mihalak Olamish B'Minosu. From this Mishnah, you can't be Medayik. The Reisha sounds one way. The Sefer sounds the other way. Tashmath, the Gemara says, let's bring a Rav from a Maisa. Those are Maisa. Who's the Maisa? The Rav, equal to Bavil, the Tainus Tibur. Rav came to Bavil on a Tainus Tibur. He came to the Shul. Come, Karabis Sifra. So he got up and he read from the Sefer Tyra. Pasach Barch. And he began with a Bracha, meaning he made a Bracha before his Aliyah. And when he finished, he didn't make a Bracha afterwards. Everybody fell down on their face in the Tfilas time. And Rav, Rav didn't. Fall on his face. Rav didn't do in Philosophy. So the Gemara is really focusing right now on the first part. We'll get to the second part later. Why did Rav make a bracha before and no bracha after? Let's think about this. Rav, Yisrael Kara. Rav, he wasn't a Kohen, he wasn't a Levi. He got the Yobi of Yisrael, meaning he got Shlishi. My time So why, when he finished, didn't he make a bracha afterwards? Lav Mishum is it not because the boy Lamiko Achrinabach said there's going to be somebody after him who's going to get an Aliyah. And he'll make a bracha afterwards. Now, of course, we're going to have to explain why Rav made a bracha before. Meaning to say, we learned before that according to the Mishnah, you make one bracha before the whole Kriyasatar, the Kayan makes a bracha at the beginning, and the Yisrael, the Chaisa, makes one bracha at the end. And the Gemara said that today, everyone makes a bracha before and after. So if we're talking like in the, in the Mishnah, so Rav should have made a bracha afterwards. And even if we're going to say that there's a fourth Aliyah, and that's why he didn't make a bracha afterwards, but he shouldn't have made a bracha before. But the Gemara is happy with that. Uh, they say now that he made a bracha before, but he didn't make a bracha after because there's going to be a ravi. And then we'd have a raya that on a tainus, there's a ravi, there's a fourth aliyah. So the Gemara says, Rav Kahanika, Rav got the aliyah of Kohen. Rav was old, the first aliyah. That's why he made a bracha before and not after. The Ravuna because we find that Ravuna also, he read the aliyah of the Kohen. So you see that there's an idea that even though it's officially the first aliyah for a kain, but the god al-adar can get the aliyah of the kain, just like Rafuna got it, so Rav got it too. But the Gemara says, no, Bishlam Rafuna, Karibu Kari, Bishlam Rafuna, he got the aliyah of kainim, Duhafilu Ravami Ravasi, because even Ravami Ravasi, the Kehani Chashivadar in Israel, they were the greatest Kehani in Israel, Mechav Kaifu Ravuna, they were Kafu to Ravuna, they were Tafel to Ravuna, meaning Ravuna was greater than them. Ela Rav, but Rav, there was Shmuel, the Kahana, who was a Kayid, the Dabra and Rav used to let Shmuel go ahead of him, meaning Rav 
was Machnia himself to Shmuel. Shmuel Lechayr was greater than Rav. So the Rav does not have the right to take the Aliyah of Kohen in a place where Shmuel left. The Gemara says it's not true. Shmuel Shmuel was Kafuf to Rav. Shmuel was Machnia himself to Rav. Rav was greater than Shmuel. And even though Rav gave covet to Shmuel, Rav, who the Avad lay covet, Rav gave him covet. Rashi says this has to do with Amaisa, where <coughs> Rav was Mikal Shmuel. He gave him a curse that he shouldn't have uh, children, his children shouldn't survive. For whatever reason, the Gemara and Shabbos and Dafkochas, and because of that, Rav would be Mechabed Shmuel. Then, when did Rav give this covet to Shmuel? In front of, only in front of him. Shlobofan of Loavadlai, but. When he wasn't in front of him, he didn't give him the covenant, he took the aliyah of Kain. And the Gemara says, it's really mistaver what we're saying. The Rav got the aliyah of Kain. And now, so I made the bracha before and not after. Because if it's going to be like you thought, that Rav got the aliyah of Yisrael, the third aliyah. So the Fanei time of Baruch. So why did he make a bracha before? Didn't we say in the Mishnah that only the first person, the Kain, makes a bracha before and the last person makes a bracha after? Why is Rav making a bracha before? So the says, well, maybe it's Lachat Takana. Maybe it's after the Takana, where we said that everybody makes a bracha before and after. But the Gemara says, if it's after the Takana, yeah, if it's so, if it's after the Takana, so then he shouldn't only make a bracha before Lachat and Amit he should make a bracha afterwards also. The Gemara says, no. Even after the Takana, Rav made a bracha before and not after, shiny Heichel Diyasiv Rav, because it's different where Rav sitting. Because what's the reason why Lachat Takana will make a bracha before and after? Because people come in late and people leave early. So even though Rav made a bracha before because somebody might have come in late, but that Rav should make a bracha after because somebody is going to leave early? No. It's different where Rav is sitting. If Rav is there, it's different. The male either people are going to come in. No one is going to leave when Rav is there. So in any event, we can't really prove anything from this, my son.